0: of innocent civilians at Sabra and Shatila.
1: That's a scene from the play called Mr. Begin, and it's about the life of Israel's sixth prime minister, Menachem Begin, who died in 1992. The play was written by a Canadian playwright, Gordy Wiseman. Originally, he's from Winnipeg. He now lives in Israel, where he goes by the name Gabriel Emmanuel. In the clip, you can hear the actor playing Begin being asked about the 1982 massacre of Palestinians and Lebanese in the Sabra and Shatila refugee camps in Beirut. While Begin was in office, Israel was later blamed for not preventing those killings. The Canadian author's play doesn't shy away from Begin's controversial record. From his origins as a Polish Holocaust survivor to his years with the Irgun as a freedom fighter, or terrorist, depending on how you look at it. Either way, he helped kick the British out of Palestine to found the State of Israel. And later, he made peace with Egypt and won a Nobel Prize for it. Emmanuel's play has now just won a prestigious literary award from the Israeli government for helping to promote the legacy of the right-wing statesman. It took
0: a right-wing, if you like, some would say extremist right-wing leader, to have made peace with Egypt, which was Israel's greatest enemy and the uh, and the most uh, powerful uh, of the Arab nations at the time.
1: I'm Ellen Basner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, July the twentieth, twenty twenty-two. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Gabriel Emanuel has half a dozen plays to his credit, including one about Einstein and a high-profile theater pedigree in Canada before he moved to Israel and brought his own theater company, Nefesh Theater, with him. And though he's also worked as a lawyer because, you know, his Jewish parents felt that the arts wasn't a real career, he and his three brothers are well-known in the arts world. Ron is a musician. Bob Wiseman was one of the founders of the band Blue Rodeo, and Howie is a director and screenwriter and teaches at York University. Now, fresh off winning the Prime Minister's Prize for his play about Mr. Begin, Gabriel Emanuel hopes it'll now convince Jewish theatres in Canada to mount his play. We'll chat with him coming up. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Kayla Estrin in Ottawa, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. There's some exciting sports news involving Canada and Israel. A rider from Israel's cycling team won a stage Tuesday in the Tour de France. Hugo Uhl of Quebec beat the other riders through the Pyrenees Mountains. He races for Israel Premier Tech, the team that's owned by former Montrealer Sylvan Adams. Uhl is also the first Canadian to win a stage at the Tour de France in over 30 years. Another rider from the Israeli team came in third yesterday, Michael Woods. He's also Canadian. Hugo Uhl dedicated the win to his late teenage brother who was killed by a drunk driver several years ago. The Israeli team now has two first-place finishes in the race so far. That's the first time that's ever happened. The prize money for the Tour de France is over $3 million and you can watch the final stage. It's on Sunday in Paris. I went to meet Gabriel Emmanuel on Tuesday at an Aroma coffee shop in Toronto's Forest Hill Village. He's been in Canada visiting family and he was literally heading back to Israel later in the day. The reason we were in touch, of course, is you were so kind to reach out to us about sure. the, the award that you won sure. um, a couple of months ago uh, from the president of yeah. uh, Israel. Yeah. And yeah. so, first of all, congratulations, Kola so on that. Are you um, able to tell us a bit about, like, let's go back in time about how that all yeah, came well, to it, be? It, it
0: was a uh, quite a surprise because actually the the play has been on for about nine nine years or so. You um, know, it, it opened uh, at the Menachem uh, Begin Heritage Center in, in Jerusalem back in 2013. So it's been running and since it's been like in different, almost all the cities in Israel and toured around. So uh, I was quite surprised, but what, what happened is that um, I think it's annually or maybe every two years or so, they honor a prime minister and a president, and this year happened to be the year of Menachem Begin, and I guess it, it somehow came to their attention that there was this play about Menachem Begin, and one thing led to another, and uh, and I, I received an email that I almost deleted without reading. Why
1: well, you <laughs> but, thought it was spam.
0: Yeah, yeah. and uh, so yeah, it was, it was a nice surprise.
1: But after all these years, that's actually really, must be very meaningful to you, to To receive that recognition and the the platform for the work, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the latter especially because it can be a real incentive, uh, you know, and promo- promotional the promotional aspect that it could give uh, some new life to the play. And, and my hope really is for the play to be done in English, actually, and in North America, because the message is very appropriate for today. Menachem Begin is if. if if nothing else, and there's so much else, but if nothing else, he was a proud Jew. And for that reason, uh, alone and with BDS and, and even here in Toronto, from what I've been reading with all the uh, all the conflict with uh, anti-Semites and anti-Semitism, um, Begin knew how to deal with them. He knew how to answer them. And uh, it's a very strong element in the play. And I think it would give a lot of, uh, as we say in Hebrew, chizuk, uh, a lot of... Uh, Strength, or uh, you know, to the community too. Just to hear the uh, hear hear it from from Begin's, uh point of view, because he dealt with that all his life. Uh, being a, especially, you know, someone who was lost his family in the Holocaust, he knew how to stand up uh, to the Gentile world.
1: You know, when you look at it from modern perspective, Begin's reputation also has his historical revolutionary terrorist uh, yes. background, which w- people would say now, you know, the sure. British considered him a terrorist, right? Well, yes. And that's, How did the play well, deal what, with exactly that what legacy? You're, what,
0: what you're hitting on is exactly what makes it interesting dramatically, because there is that conflict, inherent conflict. And uh, and in fact, um, in the play, one scene uh, that was recreated was when Begin actually returned or not or returned, but went to uh, England uh, at that time uh, you know, after he was prime minister. And uh he certainly encountered that. Uh, everyone was there quick to remind him about his terrorist past. And I and I certainly wasn't going to overlook that because that's fantastic material for a drama. So we've recreated like a press conference uh in the in the uh in the play itself. And there Begin addresses those issues. He he speaks about, for example, the the infamous Uh, bombing of the King David Hotel, which was when Begin was the leader of the Irgun. And as Begin says, uh, and as he said, actually, in the British press conference, you know, we alerted the British uh, at the time. We we had called them, we told them to vacate the hotel. We told them what was going to happen, but uh, they chose to ignore us. And uh, and so, you know, and this was and of course, it was a military target because the British uh, military was housed there in the King David Hotel. You know, to distinguish from other uh, terrorist acts from, of terrorist organizations. It was always the uh, Irgun's targets were always military targets. Um, and also the conflict between Ben-Gurion and, uh, and Begin, for that matter, because Ben-Gurion was wanting to work alongside the British. Frankly, I don't think there would be an Israel if there wasn't a Irgun that opposed the British and basically forced them out. But, you know, history, history will judge
1: that. And of course, the whole Altalena episode is really important in uh, exactly. in the history of the nineteen forty eight conflict. And then it's sort of the political wing and the military Absolutely. wing, right, of, and, and of the know, independence it, exactly. movement.
0: And and the the, um, the enmity between him and, and Ben Gurion. Ben Gurion never referred to Menachem Begin by name for the entire time of his uh, of his role as prime minister. He would only point his finger at. Begin and say that man who was sitting beside Dr. Bader, who was another member of the Knesset, he would not address him by name.
1: I know that that's a crisis. And, and then
0: to top that off, in 67, despite this enmity, Begin suggested that we should bring back Ben-Gurion to be Prime Minister and that he would serve alongside him in order to unify the country.
1: That sounds so familiar today. There's a lot of, um, lessons that can be listened to and, and heard in today's environment in Israel. What are those for you as you, you know, you uh, see that the Israels yes. are about to go well, through another election. Yes.
0: I mean, I mean, what you've maybe alluded to is like this last coalition government, but I think there's still quite a difference there because this last coalition government in Israel included uh, an Arab party, which is also, you know, has, has, this, has a, uh, militant Islamic roots to it. And certainly that is nothing that I could imagine Begin in his lifetime could Mm -hmm. agree to.
1: But in terms of like what would Begin think of what's happening in the the Middle East today?
0: Yeah, I think that's again another important uh, message in the play and historically that it took a Menachem Begin to make peace. All the ones who talked about peace on the left and uh, and from the socialist leftist roots uh, could never do that. And so it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, the Arabs themselves trusted Begin. They realized that he was a man of his word, which is, again, uh, another important theme in his uh, in his life and, and in his polit- political legacy.
1: The Begin play has been performed in Hebrew all across Israel. Yes. Where else?
0: Uh, only to, to date, only in, in Israel. Mm-hmm. Ironically, uh, I wrote the play in English and, and worked with the translator for to... Uh, translated as accurately as possible in Hebrew, with also contemporary idioms and that, but, uh, but it's only it's been exclusively in Israel to this point, um, which is why, like I say, I uh, look forward to an English production, absolutely.
1: What are the reasons why you decided to put your law practice sort of on the back burner and, and spend more time being in the arts world?
0: I mean, ironically, I actually started out as a playwright. The first play that I did, which was here in Toronto, was called Children of Night it was a uh, based on the story of Janusz Korczak another remarkable human being but leave that for another time um, and, uh, and it was only after that that I I went to law school after uh, having started out in the theater uh, I had a subsequent play uh, called Nobody's Fool which uh, also was done in Toronto and it was supposed to be done at the Jewish uh, uh, like at the JCC, at the Lea Poslens Theatre. And we had a... Uh, uh, the theatre... The, the theatre um, uh, the broke their contract with us at the time because they uh, didn't like the artistic direction of the play. And we had to get... We were like, uh, you know, a couple of... Myself and the, the director were uh, without resources and uh, had to find ourselves a lawyer. But that sparked my interest in the law as well.
1: You were mentioning that earlier just that, you know, your parents or your family said, you know, yeah. get a real job in case this art thing doesn't work out, yeah. except your whole family, all your brothers. you must, What is in the water in your family's okay. house in Winnipeg that everybody's in the creative industry, musicians? Yeah.
0: So uh, I suppose I was living with the shame after that of being the black sheep of the family, being a lawyer. And uh, so in time, I was able to come back and show my brothers that uh, I could still enter the arts, and uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, we have, I call it a defective gene. It comes through my mother. Uh, she's a visual like, artist as well, paints, and until recently when, unfortunately, her sight has been affected, but, but she, uh, for many years, uh, painted and even sold some of her paintings and were in, and were in galleries. So that's, that's, that's where it all came from.
1: One last thing. Uh, going back to the the ceremony uh, when you won your, yeah. or they presented you with the plaque and the award. Did you know? Tell me, what did they say to you? What what did the president say to you? What did the prime minister say to you? You are hobnobbing with, yes. you know, people. Um,
0: to my good fortune, they didn't ask for me to speak, so <laughs> so I didn't have to make a speech or anything, or or, uh, or stumble over something that maybe I shouldn't have said. So that took some pressure off. Um, I, so it was more just exchanging, uh, you know, polite conversation afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some of my friends were joking with me that I should have used the opportunity to, uh, to make some political statements. Um, but no, I mean, I did mention to, uh, to Prime Minister Naftali Bennett that I was from Canada because I knew that he also uh, spent some time in his early years in Montreal. As a matter of fact, in the Chabad, I think, daycare and uh, and also that i'd been through the army and uh, i knew that he would appreciate that as someone who'd also his family his parents were from america so we talked uh, briefly about that and uh, president herzog was very amiable very uh makes a, a really great impression as as someone who uh is very uh, uh a people's people's kind of guy and uh, as my senior well as my brother said which i thought was the He had the best, summed it up the best. He said, you know, you could differ with the politics. My brother Ron was also with me at the ceremony. And he said, you might differ with the politics of the president or the prime minister. But there's no one can dispute that the best quiche in all of Israel is served at the president's house. And I have to agree with him. Quite tasty.
1: Yeah. (laughs) If you want to watch a clip of the Begin Play, the link is in our show notes. And so is the link to hear more from Gabriel Emanuel. He's now writing songs and his tracks are on Spotify, if you want to check those out. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Sharon Young of Toronto. She wrote in to say that she really liked the episode about the 80-year-old Montreal woman who had a bat mitzvah. Sharon had her bat mitzvah last year when she turned 60. And that's it for this week. I'm off Thursday to work on some exciting stories, and we'll be back Monday right here on the CJN Daily.